Hey guys, I just wanted to shout out this season sponsor, Service Hero. Service Hero is an application and website based here in Kuwait. And what it allows people to do is to rate the businesses and services in Kuwait and in Dubai uh, for whatever reason. So you can show some love, show some uh, areas of improvement. In this way, kind of a win-win for both sides. The businesses can improve and also the customer can kind of voice their opinion. This also extends to hospitals theme. So if you've gone to a private hospital, private clinic, and you want to show your love, be sure to rate them and take another step further. The coffee you're drinking right now with this episode, take a photo of it, rate it on Service Hero, and let us know what you think. That's the sound of the coffee pouring. Welcome to the Doctor's Brew. I'm your host, Dr. Abdelaziz Al-Khayyab, and with us today is Dr. Amin Al-Khadr. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're very excited for you to be here today. Uh, just so you guys know, this was the second time we did this. The first time was an utter fail, <laughs> where we, uh, I thank God I only went through the intro and then um, I was able to cut it out, uh, realize that we weren't recording. So now that we're recording, we're back on track. Let's introduce today's topic. Today we're going to be talking about personal and social obligations as a doctor or medical student starting out their career. The reason I wanted to talk about this issue was because it hit very home for me. Um, as medical students and as young doctors, we often are told that our main priority in life has to be medicine. Everything has to be medicine. Uh, and if we think about it, if we're told you should be studying like 12 hours per day, what time does that give us in our life to just be a human being? What time does that give us to interact with one, one another, take care of our families, see our friends, do normal things? Uh, and everyone talks about work-life balance, but what about actual responsibilities? I'm talking about things like, uh, you know, in my life, when my, my dad passed away, I had to tend to my family. I had to take uh, lead in my household. Um, when tomorrow people are in their training years, a lot, of my, uh, you know, a lot of my colleagues are off getting married. Some are having kids. When do we tend to these things? And what should we do? Should we feel guilty that we can't tend to them? Um, so this is what this episode is going to be exploring. Um, we, with us today is Dr. Amina, who currently is in the Kuwait, uh, well, about to start uh, her Obzangani residency here in Kuwait. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, so she's about to start her Obzangani residency. She is, um, besides being a doctor, I find this fascinating. She has a blog where she writes about, what do you write about in your blog? What would you say? Uh, I write... Okay, it started as short stories, but now it's more of a diary, a mm. platform for me to write articles, articles of subjects I find interesting. Mm -hmm. it, they could be medical or non-medical related. Yep. Uh, also, it's like a platform of my thoughts, like uh, to share my ideas, emotions, feelings. So it's like a, a diary for me, mm -hmm. but a diary that people can see, mm. as well as writing short stories, mm -hmm. mostly romantic short stories. I love it. <laughs> uh, there's a, it's a creative outlet. Thank you. That's, uh, that's amazing. Um, so what interested me about her work was that uh, it, it touched up on some of these themes and with her being a doctor. And of course, uh, you know, in Obzengaini, I think uh, there's no better person to speak to uh, than a junior who's currently going through this, you know, a junior doctor. Because I think when we speak to sometimes our seniors or consultants, um, they may not remember some of the things that they're going through because this happened to them many, many years ago. Um, so I think this is uh, going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's give a quick shout out to who are our, part our coffee partners this week. Um, it is uh, The Hub. Uh, you may remember that we did our event recently at The Hub. Um, at the time of this recording, it was actually just last Sunday, so it's fresh in our memories. Um, I, again, a special thank you to everyone who attended. Thank you to The Hub. It was a great event, and um, please stay tuned for more. Now, in terms of the coffee, Dr. Amina, tell us, what do you think of the coffee? Delicious. Everything mm. latte-related is amazing. She did, she did say, when I asked her, like, what coffee do you drink, she just went, latte. Anything latte. Anything latte. <laughs> Anything latte. Uh, so, The Hub, there you go. Uh, uh, ten, uh, 10 out of 10 from Dr. Amina and a 10 out of 10 from me. I know, guys, I'm drinking a lot of matcha this season. I know, I know. It's because recently I have had sleeping issues. I am, I, like, I go to bed and then I'm, my eyes are wide awake. I can't afford it anymore. I need to cut down on the caffeine and the ma matcha is my best middle ground. I apologize to the brew part of the doctor's brew. <laughs> uh, great. So, without further ado, let's dive in. Right, so let's dive right into this. 
Um, the first thing I want to know is more about you. Where did you graduate? Your story with why you went into medicine. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, for starters, uh, my name is Emil Khadr. Mm. I am a, 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 an assistant registrar in mm. the OBY department in Al Adan Hospital. Great. Um, where did I study? Okay, for starters, embellish with uh, how did I choose medicine itself? Um, I've always had this fantasy of working in the medical field. Mm-hmm. I remember where when I was a kid, um, I used to have scrapbooks. Okay. And if you open one of my scrapbooks, you would see me cut out <laughs> a picture of a doctor. That's so cool. And I've placed my big face on it. It's really funny. <laughs> and it was, I don't know why, it was more of a dentistry thing. Like, dentistry. it was not medicine general. Like, I wanted to be a dentist. I don't know why. Mm. Um, and then when I was in high school, uh, this is the point where we had to decide our future. Um, honestly, I wanted, I was between a biology teacher or a, like, I wanted a field in English literature. That's a big jump, you know. Yeah, and then <laughs> at some point, medical medicine. I was like, okay. Um, but I had the support, major support from my dad. Okay. Uh, he was like, you got the GPA for that could directly get you into medicine. Right. And I was like, mm, okay. I just wanted to give it a try. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to study abroad. Like the idea, I was like, if you wanted me to study medicine, I wanted to be outside of Kuwait. Um, Why? I guess I wanted to work on my independency. I oh. wanted to know what it's like to be alone, especially for me as a girl. I was very dependent That's on my family. Uh, and I guess I was one of those kids who was very shy. Like, mm. I wanted someone to do things for me. Mm. You know, I was really timid. Um, and then by chance, I discovered I had two of my friends. They were like one year older than me in high school who actually got into AGU uh, uh-huh. in the Arabian Gulf University in Bahrain. Right. Uh, I got the chance to talk to them, tell them about what it's like to be there, what it's like to study there. Um, and I got in. So I studied for six years there, a great uh, experience. Um, it was really tough because you were juggling between studying and you were juggling also between doing the household, like cooking, cleaning, yes. laundry. Uh, it was really tough. I, I, I can really like relate to that myself mm-hmm. because I'm, what is the nice way of putting this, a slob? And I am useless at <laughs> uh, cleanups and stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, all my friends, all of us who were studying together and in medicine and blah, 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 in Manchester, all of us complained of the same thing, which was, wow, what a shift. What a, what a change, you know, because it's not even about, you know, you don't have you don't have anybody. You, you're nobody to call to, to do the taking care of you. And it's overnight. One day you're in Kuwait, everybody around you taking care of you too. Alone. Food is ready, clothes are ready, everything's ready for you. So yeah. you just have to focus on yourself. Can we emphasize the food? I, well, hold on, you were in Bahrain. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to complain about. <laughs> I was in the UK. Sorry. How's food? <sighs> Warning, better? the most spo- the most controversial thing about to be said on the doctor's brew. The food in the UK was not a vibe. <laughs> really? The first week my father and I were there, when he, w- he came with me to settle me in, we walked around with uh, salt packets in our uh, pockets. We used to put salt on our food. There's no seasoning. No, 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 nothing. Um, I have a friend of mine. Um, he's going to remain nameless. But uh, one day he was really inspired because I invited him over and I made him some food. I have to admit I'm a good chef. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a really good chef. And Shisma, uh, he came over, he had the food, and he was, he, the next day he calls me, he goes, you know, as he's, he has a very heavy Irish accent, so I'm not impersonating him at all, because it wasn't like this, but he was like, you know, Aziz, you inspired me. I'm going to cook some food for myself today. I was like, oh, all right. What did you make? He says, uh, made some chicken. I was like, oh, how? It's like, I bought a chicken. I'm like, step one, good. It's like, I put the chicken in the oven. I was like, what? Oh, okay. Then he's like, then I took it out. I was like, hold on. What did you season it with? He's like, what do you mean? Just chicken. Just chicken. And heat. And heat. And I asked, oh, okay. Okay, fine. What do you eat it with? 
potatoes, bread, rice, cauliflower. Nope. Just plain old baked chicken. Yep. Yep. And what's the taste, though? I don't know, and I don't want to know. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was uh, it was uh, an interesting experience, the food there. So you were saying of, of taking care of yourself there in Bahrain. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was tough, uh, but I was happy that, you know, having a group of friends who are really there, it was, like, for example, I remember uh, during the preparation week, hmm. we would, like, study all together with my friends and one of my friend's apartments mm-hmm. and one of them would prepare food mm. and that really helped a lot mm. um, plus it's like they became your number one family you get to learn a lot of things um, and I guess the whole being independent kind of passed it's like it's it continued with me like when I got married um, I could ask for a maid mm-hmm. but I insist that I love the idea of doing the things by myself yeah. it actually brought me joy honestly mm-hmm. like now doing the laundries cooking cleaning it became a bit more kind of therapeutic for me mm-hmm. so it was nice it taught me something and it kind of grew with me so I loved it I think that's a big point to mention because you know a lot of people um, who um, reach out to the doctor's brew for questions stuff like that they always ask like should I go abroad should I stay here should I go abroad should I stay here and um, the fact of independence, I think it's a good challenge because it is scary at times, uh, especially if you have homesickness. Um, but you, you come out of it a very like... Different person. Different person. Yeah. You become self-sustaining, self-sufficient. You don't need anybody for anything. Exactly. Which is a nice feeling. So we're on the journey. You were going to be either biology or English major. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you took a hard turn and went into medicine. medicine. Do I regret that? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) But do I love it? I love it, of course. That's actually a really interesting point. So, you know, regrets, what do you mean by do you regret it? I guess when you you first started saying that, it is a bit more consuming. When you get into medicine, I guess when you start medicine, you think that life is all about medicine. Yes. Um, But then other important things come along mm. and then you you try to balance things through mm. um there were times and there were moments like i know like these bad moments these regrets usually happen when you have a bad shift when you have a bad day at work a big fight with a colleague a big fight with a, a family member whatever it is at work you end up saying you know what i regret the whole choice i regret the specialty but it's also fulfilling like when you do your job well, um, when you get a nice feedback from a relative or a doctor, when someone, like when a colleague tells you that, you know, you're doing your job very well, you're amazing at your work, yeah. you end up coming home and you're like, I think I'm in the right place. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, especially when you're like in a family gathering and your parents introduce you as the doctor, and you're <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> now, like, I like the sound of it. You pop the collar and yeah, you're like, I, like <laughs> I am the doctor. I am. <laughs> but you don't know what it's like to actually be a doctor. It's mm. really tough. But it's a, it's a beautiful place to be. I think, you know, you touch up on something interesting there that I feel like more people should uh, listen to. Uh, feedback. Good feedback from colleagues. Mm-hmm. I can attest to the fact that there's days when I he- just hear someone say something as nice as, like... I, I was scrubbed into a surgery with a, a doctor, um, a consultant, mm-hmm. in, um, the department I'm working in now. And I was so nervous because I, I'm not a surgery person. And she just told me, you know, I know you're nervous, to, but you're doing a great job. When she said that during the surgery, it it stuck with me. And I know that's something that's going to stick with me. And I hope for people watching or listening, if you're giving feedback, it can make a huge difference exactly. for someone. Like you said, it can make someone not regret their decision. You know, um, so yeah, uh, that's uh, that's a really good point. So now you've gone out of uh, Bahrain. You've come back to Kuwait. Tell us where where where's your training? What 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 has life been doing? 
um, my internship was in Adnan Hospital. Okay. And uh, the reason why I went there, because I lived closer to Adnan Hospital. Mm -hmm. And this is like my number one um, advice for anyone who has recently mm -hmm. graduated. Choose a hospital that is closer to your home. Really? Especially, you know, like when you're having a night shift or any in general, if you're having a shift, it's better to be closer to home. Mm. Um, it really, like being closed really saved my life. I remember when, when I was doing my surgery rotation, uh, I was covering a night shift and then I came back home. Uh, it was, I guess, from seven till 1 a.m. Right. But I stayed there till I guess two because something tragic happened. Uh, we had, I had to cover up for a person mm. who was not there. And so when I came back home, I remember sleeping like with, on my scrubs. I mm. didn't even have time to do anything. I just slept. Yeah. Uh, and I placed, I set an alarm at around, I guess, let's say 5.45. But I don't know, I woke up at 7 with so many missed calls from my colleagues telling me that you have to be there. Right. And it, like the idea that I was closer to the hospital saved my life. I actually managed to be there before um, the before the morning ground started. Mm. So it's a lifesaver. Uh, I, I can attest to that. Um, although I live farther from uh, Amiri, uh, I'll say that, you know, the times that, for example, I'm just coming to here the studio right after work, it feels so good not to be <laughs> in traffic. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's good. That's good advice. So like for a three minutes drive. Literally. Super close. Oh my God. The yeah, I, oh, just the thought of it. Oh. Like you would come home exhausting and tired and you're just you want to eat or you want to, whatever it is the, like the idea that your home is like too close it's amazing it's a it's a weight off mm -hmm. uh so okay you finished training year in adan and uh where it so did you straight you uh, straight up away applied for obzingaini assistantship i applied uh -huh. but i was uh rejected at first the residency yeah but uh, what about a, a assistant uh, being an assistant it's direct. So as soon as I finished, mm. um, I remember I got married on my last rotation, mm -hmm. and then I started the, the assistant registrar. And you, um, which hospital? Uh, I'm also in Adnan Hospital. Oh right, they have a maternity hospital yes. Adnan. Yes. Uh, mater um, the OBY. I guess at first it was in four hospitals: um, maternity hospital Adnan, Barwania, and I think Jahra. Now Jabir has opened up, so mm. now we have five sites. And why Obzangani? Why OBY? Um, I remember writing about it on my blog. Um, I guess, I, I don't know why, I love the idea. Like, before I even got into medical school, um, I, I was very interested in the whole pregnancy thing, the female health, the reproductive system. Mm. It just, like, the physiology of it, the path, it's kind of fantastic. Um, I had like a huge interest and so I loved how it was like a mix of both mm. like it's it's kind of part surgery part medical part yeah. radiology so you never get bored it's a touch of everything plus really like on an everyday basis okay we're doing grounds every day but mm. every day is a different day mm -hmm. so like you're having clinic and then the, the next surgery the next labor labor room what else yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so we have two You guys do everything. We have two days OPD. Yeah. And then surgery, labor room, and... Oh, my God, the other one. Why did I say it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess maternity leave does that. You're on maternity, <laughs> maternity leave. leave. Wait, is, pregnanc is uh, pregnancy brain real? I guess so. Really? Yeah. Oh, it my. Is. Wow. Uh, okay, so you... The interest in Obzingani... Uh, it's amazing how people follow a similar pattern with Abzan Gaini, mm -hmm. uh, from what I've seen. And it always comes down to, wow, just the physiology, all of it is awesome. I guess it's nice when you kind of meet a person, uh, like a female who yeah. got pregnant, yeah. and then you'd follow up with her up until she delivers. Like, it's a huge journey, being with her all along the way. It's nice. Um, and it's the only specialty where you walk in with one patient, you walk out with two. Two, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Now, you said you got married during the last part of your internship year, right? Uh, or training year. So what was that like? That must have been a lot of pressure. Um, I remember when I was getting ready, it, I was doing med medicine. Mm. So I was like covering shifts. You got married during medicine. 
on the last day actually and Oof. my wedding day was the day of my last uncle okay but of course they they gave me a break for that mm-hmm. um it was really hectic but the my last rotation was actually um public health mm-hmm. so it was kind of more like a peaceful rotation sure. i was doing shlonik mm-hmm. so it was really easy you just had a desk um tablet a phone to giving people the approval to just kind of uh, a two-hour approval to get out of their house. Wait, so when I came to Kuwait and I was getting those phone calls, they're from you? Yes. Ooh, okay. It was really nice. Just mm. one click. And it was like, okay, your leave has been approved. You can go out for two hours, but come back. <laughs> <laughs> I was angry at you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I hope uh, you had no, no contact with me. <laughs> I was, like, really chill. No, it's because sometimes the, you guys would call me when I was uh, asleep. <laughs> When I, it was it's really dur- disturbing. Yeah, it was I, during I COVID. Um, like, don't get me wrong. We had to do it. The pandemic was horrible. We had to. It, they had to call you for what? So when I came back from, uh, like when they kept us in uh, Dubai, mm-hmm. uh, when I came back, we had two weeks quarantine. So then they just called, hi, where are you? What are you doing? And, I'm like, and sometimes I'd be sleeping. So then I wake up and I have a heart attack because I see four missed calls. Okay. And then I'm like, I swear I'm not leaving quarantine. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I guess when I was there, they had like different um, sections. Mm. I was working on the part where if like people had any medical questions, mm. we would answer them. Okay, okay. And we were also focusing on like if someone wanted to leave, uh, we would give them the permission. Right. Like a two hour permission. That was my job. Wow. So I guess the people who talk to you are like different people. Okay, so I'm glad. <laughs> we <were> but easy. <laughs> we had to do it. Like, I'm, you know, we were talking before this episode how you're a COVID baby doctor. And that was, you know, it's intense. <laughs> Different. Yeah. It's traumatizing. And, okay, so back to the whole getting married stuff. Like, what was the pressure like? Because, let me, let me challenge you with a question here. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about the subject of, you know, getting married and being in medicine and that kind of stuff. And he was he was telling me how... You know, it's tough because with medicine, you you keep trying to work on yourself. You keep trying to better yourself both mentally, like your personality, and then also you're studying all of that stuff. So you feel like, you know, it's a 24-7 game. Um, And he says that I feel like it's difficult right now for me to bring someone else into my life when I'm working on this internally so much and it's not fair to them. Uh, Which really got me thinking, you know, for such an all-consuming career, is it difficult to then engage in, you know, things like marriage, you know? Um, I would say that life in general is hard. Mm-hmm. If you're in the medical field or not in the medical field, if we just focus on the idea that life itself is hard, because if I focus on like marriage is hard, mm-hmm. medical school is hard, then you won't be able to pursue these things. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to fulfill these things or ever experience them. And... Yes, I was afraid, but again, everyone has a passion for something. Mm-hmm. I had a passion to pursue medicine, check. I had a passion to pursue OBY, and that's done, alhamdulillah. Um, but I also had a passion to create my own family, to yeah. have my own family. Understand. Um, I guess you can't delay this for like up until you're 50 <laughs> something, and then, okay, I'm ready now. Yeah. I, Let's be honest, we are never ready. Nobody's ready for anything. Yeah. You just have to go along and see it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it, honestly, it was difficult at first because mm-hmm. I got married and then I started the, um, the assistant mm-hmm. year uh, right after. My first year was really difficult because I had to juggle between working as an OBY uh, because it's different when you're an intern. You just got, you have one month of OBY and mm-hmm. it's never enough. Um, so it was difficult to juggle that part of uh, my life and also me being newly married. Yeah. Um, I was always tired for any social events, mm. always sleepy. Like I remember coming from a shift and then the next day I had this huge wedding and I was like, I wanted to attend the wedding because mm. I wanted to force, like I wanted to believe like I can have it all. I can have like a a nice social life. So yeah. I remember going to the wedding really sleepy, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to have fun mm-hmm. and I'm going to enjoy, which I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't get enough sleep, but I did have fun. Um, it's it's all about also prioritizing. 
when you're married, always uh, prioritize the most important things you have. Like if you have an upcoming exam, then you should focus on that first. But I guess because one of my passion was creating my own family, for me, family is number one. Mm-hmm. And I have this like uh, a phrase or a motto that I love. I loved it ever since I started medicine, which is um, family is important. Like you can be replaceable at work. Right. But you, you, no, nobody replaces you when you're among your family and friends. That's so true. if you have like any important event with your family, try your best to show up. Mm-hmm. Of course, unless you have a shift to cover. <laughs> um, but I guess um, being married was a nice experience for me. Like mm-hmm. having a partner where I can talk to by the end of the day. Yeah. Um, like I remember coming from my shifts very tired. But then again, I have someone I can talk about the talk about my weird or very hectic uncle too, mm-hmm. like my stories, what's happening, and I remember having this exam. Um, there was this exam, I guess, the MRCOG. Mm-hmm. It's uh, for like the OBY. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you don't have to apply for it, but if you want to. And I was really afraid. I, w- I wanted to just enjoy my assistance year because there's yeah. no pressure. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't have any exams. No, yeah. someone to evaluate you. And he was there for me, like encouraging me to try it. So I guess it plays a huge role. Mm. Also, it really helps you. But how do you think a career in medicine negatively impacts, you know, things like marriage and maintaining family obligations and things? You miss on stuff. Which is normal. You, um, so you have to accept that you're going to miss things. Yeah, you have to accept that you're going to miss on a lot of things, mm-hmm. which is normal. But then again, you have to have someone who is very understanding. Mm. Like your partner should understand that these are the things that you have to kind of sacrifice for. Um, also having a kid. Mm. I guess having children is really difficult. Um, I was pregnant when I was starting my uh, medical training. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what it's like to have a child, but I will soon <laughs> when I start residency. Yeah. I know it's very difficult. I remember asking some of my friends mm-hmm. who got married and had children when they were interns. Mm-hmm. It was not an easy job. Mm-hmm. Like they would come home missing on birthdays, missing on certain milestones. Of, um, the, of the kids? Yeah. Oh. Um, but, you know, also part of it is that they do love what they're doing. Like they know by the end of the day they're coming home at least pursuing something that they won't regret. Like I guess a few years from now when the kids are all grown up, mm-hmm. you're like, at least I was in a really nice place. So what I'm taking away from this so far has been, first of all, you need to have partner support. Mm-hmm. And second of all, you also need to accept that it's going to be tough it's and you're going to miss stuff. Yes. It's not going to be 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. You won't have it all. So. I want to press you on a few things about uh, marriage and family. Um, do you think that people should even think about marriage or starting a family or even engaging with their family, you know, like in more, you know, intense ways um, during medical school? Or there's no, there's no time for that in med school. Um, it depends on the person. Okay. Like if you're give, willing to give it all, mm-hmm. you're willing to try it. Um, and I guess... Um, if you want it mm-hmm. like for me I really wanted to have my own family but I remember some of my friends would be like I'd rather focus on my work my mm-hmm. academic career like I know one friend specifically she's like she's not ready for that it's not like on her number one list mm-hmm. um, but for some people it is so is there a right or wrong there's no right or wrong answer mm-hmm. it's all about I guess thoughts and feelings but is there a too late moment do you think oh, that's a really hard question um, you won't tell mm. I guess people should really just try mm. like if you want it too bad or I guess it's not about wanting it too bad or not if the idea comes and you're like do I want to start a family mm. then why why not now mm. why not try not now right right and so going to your point about the partner and the role of your partner in this, what would you say is the best way to negotiate out? Because I feel you you have to set these kind of expectations quite early on. 
with the, uh, with your partner to understand what you're getting into, mm-hmm. you know? So what would you say is kind of the expectations you have to set up in your life with your partner um, to help, you know, achieve your doctor life and achieve your uh, personal life? Um, I guess it's important um, to kind of explain that being a doctor means covering shifts. Yeah. I mean, like some men, when they're approaching like a female doctor, some of them expect us to either pursue something uh, less hectic mm-hmm. that does not have uncles or does not cover at least night shifts. Mm-hmm. But it's important to kind of explain to them that being part, like being a doctor means covering shifts. Yeah. And I try to explain that um, it doesn't have to be day shifts. Okay. It might be a night shift, it might be a day shift, depending on my work. Like I can't go to my job, to my team, telling them that just because I'm married, I have to cover day shifts, for example. Yeah. Um, it's not a, an answer. So I guess they have to be willing on, um, you know, settling to that. Like mm. I said, marriage is all about settling and it's all about, like, sacrificing. Okay. So that's a huge deal for them to kind of understand, to acknowledge at least. And what do you feel like you have to sacrifice, if anything, of your medical career getting, in, you know, getting married uh, early on? Um sometimes a medical specialty like really um, yes okay. for some for some females if let's say if someone for her like family is too important or i guess there are some of my friends who really want to focus on being there for their children yeah so they end up like choosing something a bit more relaxing okay or some of them decide that they want to enjoy their life Mm -hmm. so again they choose family or dermatology or something a bit more lab related sure so Um, less um less um how can i put it hour intensive let's say okay um yeah that's i guess that's my that's about it mostly okay Okay. and so so that so the main thing you'd be kind of be giving up is what specialty you want to get into you think what specialty yes do you think that um there's a level of discrimination that may come like the way that I see it is that to some extent, to some extent, um, medical training early on capitalizes on youth. So I've spoken to quite a few doctors who they say that, uh, you know, they did, let's say they're training late mm-hmm. and they just say, oh, I'm tired. I can still do it. But like in their 30s, doing the late at night on calls is different than in their early 20s, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it, I feel like it capitalizes on youth a little bit. And to some extent, it capitalizes on the lack of responsibility. But then when you have a family, you're adding responsibility. Would you agree with that? It is. It's uh, it's a difficult point. Mm. Um, but like I said, I guess if for me, time management and prioritizing is important. Mm-hmm. These two methods really help mm-hmm. in easing things through mm-hmm. with your responsibilities. But I guess when when you're doing medicine, you just have to love what you're doing. Oh, that's a, that's it's a good really point. It's really important that you need to love. Like, um, if you hate on it too much, you're just going to hate your whole life. Mm-hmm. You're going to hate everything about it, even the responsibilities that are going to come along. Um, but if you're loving it, doing it, doing your best about it, it's going to help you a lot sure. like I remember covering a very traumatizing shift okay I was doing night um, night w- covering the words mm-hmm. um, and I was pregnant at that time and I was roaming around almost everywhere mm-hmm. but in my head I kept the thought that you know as long as I'm doing something that I love I'm doing something that is helping my patients. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember coming home being honestly tired but extremely happy, and it was a weird feeling. But I said to myself that I need to stick to this. Mm-hmm. It's gonna help me survive. Right. Uh, I get that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at some level, shouldn't you also just like how family is important? Shouldn't be achieving your career goals also be important? It is, but like you, there are some things you need to, like for example, um, I wanted to be ex- like when I first applied for the Kuwait residency program, 
I wanted too bad to, to be accepted. Okay. But I didn't. Um, I got accepted on the second try. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sad at first. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, what if it was a chance for me to work on my skills? Mm. And I did. I actually enjoyed my first. That was my first year of getting married. So I took the chance to have a break, but also work on myself. Mm-hmm. Like I took the time working on my skills and it really helped me. So now when I got when I applied again, um, I really had like a huge back medical background on the specialty itself. Right. So it gave me a lot. Um, plus, I guess, you know, even though I got up like being now accepted, I have so many concerns of starting residency itself. Okay. It's going to be tough because now it's medical school all over. You're going to be evaluated. There will be exams. So it's this time, I guess it's difficult because you're working, yeah. but you're studying. Yeah. And now you're having a family. Mm. So h- how are you rationalizing all this? It's, it's really hard, but I guess um, I'll take everything one step at a time. Okay. So that's really important, but I'm also excited. And I know it's going to be a really long five years, but <laughs> I'm excited because you're going to end up meeting new friends, yeah. new colleagues, uh, new doctors. Um, you'll end up engaging with different cases, working on skills. I'm actually really excited on working on improving my surgical skills. So okay. that's something I'm actually looking forward to. Um, I know it's going to be hard kind of juggling between a kid being a wife and you know a doctor because it's a big deal so i remember coming home telling my parents mostly that i'm worried that i won't be able to you know fulfill the needs of my kid yeah also not fulfilling the needs of me as a doctor like i guess this year they've kind of accepted 14 uh, applicants which is a huge deal now mm-hmm. and so i'm worried that i would be very late mm-hmm. like since some of them of course are married some of them have kids but you know it, there will be a point where you're going to compare yourself yeah like, she doesn't have a family uh, i mean like um, a husband or a kid and so she's going to focus mostly on her work mm-hmm. and now i have to focus on a lot of things like you have so much on your plate yeah uh but it's a challenge i'm i'm you know accepting i would love to try so we'll see what happens how do you push through then what do you focus on um i focus on like five years from now mm. well i guess you're gonna be that person who is like you can do it all mm-hmm. you know you can learn from that and you'll you're gonna be at a point where you're gonna be happy you know right. i know it's gonna be a tough yeah years yeah um I guess I'm pretty sure I'll, there will be a point where I'm going to come home and cry. <laughs> I'll be like exhausting, but it's it's exciting. At right. the same time, it's really exciting. And uh, so I want to ask a little bit about you deciding to have a kid, mm-hmm. you know, um, again, very early on in your medical career. Um, first, if, if you don't mind me asking, why, so I'm sure the thought came to you like, why not wait till later? You know, because you're you're just starting out, like you said, the night shifts, whatever. What kept you from waiting? Um, life just goes on. You, mm. just, you can't, like I said, you don't want to be 50-something or very late in age and you just had a kid. It's nice to grow, to grow with your kids. That's true. Um, That's true. And like anything in life, you're going to learn. Mm. Everything is hard. Like when we started medical school, it was like yeah. first year for me was I like I barely passed mm. and I was like will I be able to pass the next five years mm. will I be a doctor and th- you could apply this on everything mm. like will I be able to be a good mother mm. you know will I be able to be a good doctor will I graduate and you just have to try it like the process of it yeah is gonna teach you Okay. Like if you're trying something, you fail, you're going to learn from that failure and you're going to improve on that. So do you uh, do you feel like the, you know, having a kid has pushed you forward and taught you new skills that helped you in your career in some way? It kind of did. Like, mm. remember when I told you the reason I wanted to go abroad is learning, like I wanted to be independent. Yeah. 
I guess this also teaches you more responsibilities, more time management, more prioritizing what is important. Um, I guess you're going to be busy. I know that I'll be busy mm. so much that I might not have time for, for me to kind of rest mm. uh, or reset. But it will teach you. Like, let's say, I guess my first year in residency, I know that it will be difficult on so many levels. For starters, I'm starting something new. So mm. work itself is going to be new. Yeah. The rotations are going to be new for me. Um, and I'll have to keep up with my colleagues. I'll have to keep up on reading mm. a lot. But also I'll have to learn, like I'll be a motherhood in training. Mm. Also, it's going to be difficult, but you're going to learn. Um, I guess the challenge itself really pushes me through. Like it's mm. a new challenge for me. And you're going to be like, we'll see. So mm. you just have to push forward. And what do you think? Okay, so I've asked you a little bit about y- how this has been for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask about the pregnancy journey and what that was like being pregnant and working because, to be honest, that sounds like it was very difficult. (laughs) What do you think is the implication for um, us, uh, uh, you know, for me, future fathers, but fathers out there? uh, What do you think the implication for a father who's in medical training? Do you think there's, ah, just have a kid, it'll be totally fine, doesn't affect your medical career? Or do you think no? There, sh- there would be a, there is gonna be an impact. Uh, I'm not sure, but I guess there, w- it, there would be like a mild impact because mm. I believe most of, okay, I know maybe there will be a lot of haters <laughs> for that, but <laughs> um, let's be honest, most of the work, like, it's mostly on the mother herself. Okay. I know dads out there, like, there, there are dads that would do a lot, or at least it would be like a 50-50 work. Sure. But for like, I'm, I would be speaking for like most of the women out there. I know that they're doing most of the job. Mm-hmm. You know, um, of course, as a dad, this is your kid. Yeah. Of course, you're going to take care of him. Of course, you love him. You'll be, you'll you'd hope part. so, right? <laughs> you'll, you'll take part of it. You have to. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it plays a huge impact on a female mother doctor. Okay. It's too much work for her. So she has to take most of the responsibility. Right. Uh, let's, because then again, who who is the person who's going to get pregnant? Yeah. It's the mother. So she has to bear with the fact mm. that you're carrying something. You're going to be fat. You're going to be heavy. Hormones. And like above all of it, you're working. You're, you're you know, it's covering not, It's not an easy job. Studying, it's not so, an easy job. Yes. Okay, controversial question then. So should men not be entitled to paternity leave? I would say I would give you like a 15-day leave. You deserve that. Okay, so yeah, we do we do deserve something in your opinion. Yeah. Okay. You need that. I I think so too. Like honestly, the, mo- the mother needs some support, like other than her parents' support. Yeah, I agree. She needs a husband's support. Not to mention, like on an emotional level, there there needs to be some form of bonding that is to ensue. You know what I mean? And right when the baby is born, you know, the, of course, like, I would hate to miss my kids' first steps. You know what I mean? Especially so, as a first baby. As a f- first exactly. Born, it's important. Absolutely. I totally agree. Now, about, um, you know, uh, pregnancy and working. What was that like? T- tell us your warnings. Tell us. Yeah, because what, what, what I'm really trying to get out with this episode is I want someone who's listening, who's worried and wants to take these steps in their life. Mm-hmm. I want them to kind of go in knowing that someone else has done it. Someone else is on the other side and is learning and is successful at it and it's fine. But also what are, what are, what, what should they expect and how can they prepare? Um, was it hectic? Oh my God. Extremely. <laughs> yes. Was yeah. I sleepy all the time? Yes. I honestly had no idea how I was able to manage. Um, so I was working up until I was seven months pregnant wow. and then I took a leave. Right. Um, I met a lot of people there with me and they were like, you know, it's amazing how you're still, you know, functioning. You're still here. You're not taking a leave. And I was like, but why not? You know, Mm -hmm. as long as I was having a safe pregnancy, I was Mm -hmm. like, let's do it. You know, I move forward until I fall apart. (laughs) Um, My like I remember my first trimester, I was extremely sleepy. Mm -hmm. I was always sleeping. Even if I sleep too much, it's still not enough for me. Um, 
but I guess during the first few months, because um, it was like my pregnancy was light, so I was able to function. Night shifts were really hard. Right. Um, I guess up until I was, let's say, six to seven months, mm-hmm. this is when I started becoming more heavier. Mm. And I remember attending my uncle's literally just sitting. I was always covering labor, so mm-hmm. they didn't give me words to mm-hmm. cover because it would involve me walking and mm-hmm. I would yeah. be a turtle for that. <laughs> <laughs> Too slow to move. Yeah. Um, but even when I was covering labor words, uh, they didn't make me like deliver. Mm-hmm. They were actually worried I would face a patient who would kick me and I would deliver myself. Wait, is that a thing? Not really, but you know, you don't want... I don't know. You, no, don't, you, you, don't, want, you don't want a pregnant woman to... Get kicked apart. by another yeah. pregnant one. <laughs> exactly. Having yeah. trauma or like a placental abruption or something. Mm. Um, so I, I spent most of the time, honestly, sitting. Mm. But I made sure, like, I didn't want to, like, cover a whole shift just sitting and eating. Yeah. I, it would make me feel really bad. Yeah. Um, so I remember telling them that, okay, you can deliver those pregnant uh, women, but I'll make sure I repair the episiotomies. Okay. So it was nice. At least I was working on some skills. Yeah. Um, and I tried my best, like helping them with paperwork. At right. least that's the only thing I could do, manage to do at that point. I guess being pregnant, it's really important to have a very supportive team. Right. Okay. Um, I was gonna ask about yeah, that. Yeah, like I was really grateful. Play. I was part of a group who was really there for me. Right. Um. But I also made sure like to tell them, you know, okay, even though I was pregnant, I will not be that lazy doctor. You mm-hmm. know, I'll I'll be there, I'll help you as much as I can. Yeah. And I was there, like I didn't have any problem co- like when we we're doing morning rounds, I had no problem taking over like most of the patients. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wanted to, to work. Mm-hmm. I guess that's for me. It I it would differ from one person to to another. But having a team was amazing. Like some of them would come up to me and he, they would be like, you need any help mm. or I can take over. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. And so what would your advice be to someone who is maybe going to get pregnant and is working their team? How would you what would you advise them on effective team management skills or working with others in a point of your life where, you know, what, whether you like it or not, there is going to be some impact on your functionality? For starters, it will be hard. Okay. And I guess because every pregnancy is different, you yeah. could have like, for me, it was good. But for other people, they would, they would be vomiting like from the beginning till the end of their pregnancy. Yeah. Of course, for those women, they won't be able to function anything. Mm-hmm. But they have to understand they might reach an obstacle where they're just extremely exhausted, like tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but also making sure doing things that make you comfortable. Like, if you're not comfortable taking night shifts, it, they would make you feel it's nice to kind of create a bond with your team. Yeah. Um, and also communication is really important. Mm-hmm. Try to open up with your senior, your doctor, that uh, to negotiate on certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will help you a lot, mm-hmm. especially if you're willing to, you know, be pregnant and work. But you know, some women. As long as, you know, they have a positive pregnancy test, they would take a maternal leave from the beginning yeah. till the end. But I guess communication plays Which is also, you know, not wrong. But it's if, not wrong. if you're going to work, it's not, again, you should t- factor it You're in. carrying a baby. So <laughs> that's a whole new job. For yeah, you. yeah. So I guess communication really plays a huge role uh, into explaining what you like, what makes you comfortable, what makes you work better, at least. And so what if someone is not necessarily in a team that they feel well supported? Because let's be honest, sometimes that happens. You work in a team that maybe not against the team itself, but for one reason or another, you that's not you don't feel at home with that team. Should they delay their pregnancy? Should they just take a leave? What do you think? Well, I guess we should try communicating first. If that doesn't work, Mm. then why not take a leave? You Mm. deserve that. I think it's a really good point and you know um, I'm wrapping up with a lot of the questions that I wanted to ask you but overall overall would you say you have any regrets with the timing of taking these big steps in your life and tending to your family early um, on um, no there's no regrets um, see I guess if you if you end up 
planning everything in your life it will be very exhausting for you mm. but there are certain things that are not meant to be planned you're just meant to move on with the flow like just okay let's give it a try yeah um just challenge yourself because life will surprise you like mm. you, let's say i was planning to get pregnant mm. you got pregnant and then when you start your medical training you never know what obstacles you're going to face yeah. i might end up having an amazing experience in my medical training thus my pregnancy is going to be like you're going to consider your pregnancy experience as amazing mm. but i might face some obstacles also in my medical training and you would be like okay i regret being pregnant during that time yeah so it's all about just moving on and just facing it would you say it's a leap of faith it's a leap of faith it's a leap of faith yes. you just need to dive in and exactly this is life just yeah. dive in don't wait for anything if, as long as you want it go with it. it you know you remind me of going into medical school i know it's nothing like um having a kid or getting married but when you you know when i still remember the first day that i went to manchester i looked around and i just went what am i doing you know mm. and i just had to kind of be like uh just just go for it it's fine let's see what happens exactly and it, it's kind of comforting you to hear actually, you say this because you're going to surprise yourself along the yeah. way you never know it's comforting to hear you mm -hmm. say this because i think we carry a lot of shame of like oh i need to focus on medicine nothing else but it's uh, it's it's refreshing to hear you say no there is other stuff to take care of and it's okay. Let's go into it and it's fine. And it works out okay. And life has a way to balance out. Exactly. Uh, well, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. I I am certain that there's gonna be people out there listening. You know, I was actually, I bumped into someone, a friend of mine on the way here. And I was uh, telling them about the episode we were recording. They're like, oh, I'm gonna tune into that for sure. Wow. Yeah, because I, I know that this is a big topic on people's minds. And if and it's, you're not going to find a textbook that talks about this mm -hmm. and you might and not everyone is as blessed to have friends who have gone through this, you know. So let us be your friend here at the Doctor's Room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank I really appreciate it. Uh, well, uh, that's the last sip of coffee for the day. Uh, last uh, special thank you to our guest. And uh, if you guys like what you see here, please like, comment, subscribe, follow all that good social media stuff. And uh, please tune in, tune in till next time. Awesome. Perfect. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Doctor's Brew. New episodes to listen to with a cup of coffee coming your way every Sunday on YouTube and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates. See you next time.